great future. We're talking real money. Hi. Well, for many of us, it's almost time for one of those wondrous long weekends. Yeah, it's uh, Friday before Labor Day weekend as I'm recording this. Hi, everybody. I'm Don McDonald. I will um, be spending my Labor Day weekend probably locked in my house because of the stupid virus that is ravaging Florida, particularly. And I'm not going to get into why, although I'd like to. I try to keep the show apolitical. Although, who knew? Who uh, Did you ever in your wildest dreams imagine that a global pandemic would have political implications? I certainly didn't. I didn't know diseases were political or that protecting ourselves from diseases was political. I never knew that. It's very strange. But that's not what we're going to get into today. Good for you. We're going to get into your questions because you've been calling them in to 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You've also been sending them in at TalkingRealMoney.com. Actually, you've been both sending them in and talking them in at TalkingRealMoney.com. So uh, we're going to do, I think, let's see, what do we got? We got about four today. And uh, the first one. Well, let's see. I think that one was called in to 855-935-TALK. Hey, Don and Tom. Love the show. Uh, I had a quick question for you about um, mutual funds versus EFTs. Uh, You mentioned on your Thursday podcast that a lot of the ones you guys have been doing in your portfolio, uh, you guys have switched over to EFTs for the tax preference and for whatever. And I was just wondering with your three fund solution through Fidelity, if if you could give an equivalent EFT, uh, whereas I think the ones you have in there now are mutual funds. That's my question. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. And herein lies one of the problems with ETFs as yet. They have not completely replaced the traditional open-ended mutual fund at many of the mutual, oh, at any of the mutual fund groups. They really have not yet. I would guess that Vanguard is probably the closest to having done a complete conversion. Then you have the companies that are all ETF companies all the time, uh, and I'll get to one of those in a minute. But as for Fidelity, they don't have a comparable ETF portfolio using the three funds, the total U.S., the total international, and the total market bond funds that we suggest. However... There is a way around that if you're working with a Fidelity brokerage account. If you're just, uh, you know, have a Fidelity plan at work, you're going to have to use whatever funds are there. But if you're using a Fidelity brokerage account, you can use almost anybody's ETFs, but probably your easiest setup, and I'm going to add these to the three funds page at TalkingRealMoney.com. I'm also going to add Vanguard's ETFs, too, to that, but I can't add Fidelity's because they don't have them. But this will work at Fidelity. This will work at Schwab. These three ETFs will replace the three mutual funds. The first one, and these are all from iShares. The first one, the symbol is I-T-O-T, and that is the total U.S. index. It has a an incredibly low expense ratio of 0.03%. It has over 3,600 
U.S. stocks in the portfolio. It's very well diversified. Then for the international portion, you want to use the IXUS, which means XUS doesn't have U.S. That is their international total market. It's slightly more expensive because it's more expensive to do business in the, these many international markets, but it's still cheap at 0.09% per year. It has about 4,300 stocks in the portfolio. That would give you uh, over 8,000 stocks in your total global portfolio. And then for the bonds, the, uh, the iShares Aggregate U.S. Bond Index, which is AGG, as in aggregate, that's a, has an expense ratio of 0.04% and about 9,500 different bonds. So in terms of securities, you're going to be approaching about 18,000 different securities in your portfolio. And that, my friend, that is what we call diversification. 855-935-TALK. You can call in your questions. Just record them 24-7. We'll answer them on the podcast. We try to get to everybody. You can also go to TalkingRealMoney.com and, of course, type them in. But we really like it when you speak them in using the mic on your computer, which these days are pretty good just like this. Hi, Tom and Don. This is Karen, and I wanted to talk real money by asking you a question about international funds. I currently had um, my money in VXUS, which I recently changed to VEA and VU, VWO, um, just so that I can track more how much percentage I want in the emerging markets. Um, and following Paul Miriman's strategy, um, he suggested also another fund, which was an international value, which I really am not familiar with. It was EFV or VYMI, Vanguard International um, High Dividend Fund. And I just didn't know, um, you know, is it enough to be diversified with just what I'm doing, the, the VEA and VWO? Or should I incorporate the value international? And I have no problem like managing that and rebalancing and all of that. So that doesn't intimidate me. It's, I kind of enjoy it. Um, but, you know, is it is it necessary? Do I, you know, is that going to help with the return? I do have small cap VSS and uh, I think it's ABDV, right, as well. Um, so I don't know, those four funds or would you add that other one in as well, the value? Um and, um, yeah, I'm trying to go for a 50-50, 50 U.S., 50 international. I'm not there yet, but I'm working toward bringing it over that way more into the international, which is really hard to do because the U.S. Do, is doing so well. But I know that's just within the last decade, so I'm trying to keep that in mind. Okay, thank you guys so much. I really enjoy your show. I listen to it all the time. Um, and my, my little kids, they like the start of your show with that music. <laughs> they really like that. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for your call and and thank your kids for liking the music. I do, I get complaints about the music sometimes. That's ah, too obnoxious. But hey, it, it, you know the show's coming on the podcast. You know you're in the right place when you hear that music, and I'm glad your kids like it. And you're so blasted sensible, Karen. Really proud of you. Uh, I like what you've done with the VEA and the VWO. The VEA is the uh, developed markets ETF overseas, and the VWO is the emerging markets overseas. And yeah, we're value freaks. 
We like value. We agree with Paul. We think value is the place to get, or at least it has been the place to get, a little extra bang for your buck over time. Plus, additional diversification has proven over time again in the past to reduce the feeling of wildness, of craziness, of volatility. Uh, so you're going to get you get a double whammy from adding the value. You get what should be a little bit extra overall appearance of stability. And because value is a little more risky than growth, you're going to overweight value in your portfolio a little bit, which has, again, shown to improve returns. Do we know what it'll do in the future? No. Do we expect that these kinds of things should continue? Well, the research goes back about 100 years, so that's a pretty decent period of time. A whole lot better than saying, you know, this is the best over the last year. 100 years? Hey, it's not, not a bad time frame. So I think if you're, if you're comfortable, we just don't want to make it too confusing for average folks to get started, which is why we say just get VT for now. Just get the total world stock index for now. Don't worry about adding value or small or emerging or any of those. Uh, you didn't say if you had small in the portfolio, but you probably should have that too. Small and value both help. So yeah, add the value. Absolutely. You can handle it. You can work with it. Uh, good job indoctrinating the kids into the show. You know, it's funny, just a, a little aside, not for Karen, but for all of you. I, uh, I had a meeting a few weeks ago with a marketing company in Washington, a little town in Washington. And the, the guy in the meeting, he was so great. He goes, Don McDonald, I can't tell you how nice it is to meet you. Now it was video. He goes, I have been listening to your show. My dad used to make us listen to your show in the car when we lived on Bainbridge Island. And I loved listening to your show. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is a full-fledged adult person. And he was listening in the backseat of the car when his dad would tune in AM radio and make him listen to me. So Karen, well, it is kind of for Karen. Sometimes it'll rub off on the kids could be good for them. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for asking the question. 855-935-8255. That's our phone number. And it's time for another question. Hey guys, it's Napoleon. Yes. Yes. Napoleon. Um, question about nine years from retirement and, um, combined the wife and I are making about 150 K and we really would like to bring our taxable income down. So <clears throat> on her side, her employer puts in 10% for her, and she contributes an additional 15%. Um, my, on my side, uh, I have kind of limited choices. I have a 403B. I stopped contributing because my only choices were insurance products or Class A shares. I just need to know, can I come, where am I going to come out ahead? If I just suck it up and pay the sales charges on the Class A shares, or if I just bite the bullet and continue to pay taxes every April, which we seem to be paying more and more of as our income rises. Um, roughly, oh, probably last year I paid about 5000 um, in 
taxes when uh, it was time to pay taxes in April. So do I suck it up, pay the sales charges, and try to bring the taxable income down? Will I come out ahead that way, even though I'm paying the sales charges? Or do I just bite the bullet? Uh, it looks like because of our income and because we have the option um, or we have employer-based plans that we're not going to get the full um, the, the full ability to deduct our IRAs. We both have traditional IRAs, but we stopped contributing because it looked like we weren't really getting the full tax deduction because of the fact that we have employer-based plans. I think my thinking on that is correct. But I look forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks for all you do. Take care. Thanks. Hey, Napoleon, I believe you. Great name. Nothing like a powerful name. Uh, you know, it's like Don. Don, I think it means master or something in some tongues, but it does. I guess it does in Spanish. Yeah. You know, it means the guy in charge. I digress. Anyway, uh, yeah, we kind of get in the habit of cutting off our, uh, our financial nose to spite the tax man. And, um, I, I, without getting into a lot of specific numbers, without knowing exactly what the sales charge and the ongoing fees are on those A shares, you should never have insurance in a 403B. Good for you. You should never have that. Um, I can't say whether it's worth doing or not. It is a pity that your employer doesn't allow some no-load funds. Apparently, they are buds with a salesperson of some kind. And that really does violate their fiduciary responsibility to you. I don't know how much you want to press the issue. However, however, you're getting a lot of tax deductions already with your wife contributing 15% of her pay. Uh, you might, and you're right, at your income, you, the, the effects of the deductible IRAs are reduced dramatically unless you get it down low enough. But why aren't you funding your own and your wife's Roth IRA? I know you want the immediate tax break, but remember, on those tax-deferred accounts, you will eventually pay something. You're not likely to get off scot-free because you're good savers. And you don't know what the tax code will look like when you retire. So balance this out. Yeah, max out her 401. Bug your employer for better funds. If you can do a little bit of a deductible IRA, okay, but you can do all of a Roth right now. And and and, and you know, under 50, that's $6,000 a year each. Over 50, that's $7,000 a year each that grows you see this is really cool that grows tax-free you really want to stick it to the tax man pay him nothing at the end so i would do a roth if you have extra money that you can invest in lieu of your 403b because it stinks right now and um, you're not in at 150,000, actually less than 150 after the deductions you're not in a killer bracket you're really not not jointly. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. You can leave your questions at TalkingRealMoney.com and let's grab one more before we get out of here for the weekend. 
Hey Tom and Don, thanks for all the great work you guys do. Uh, I have a quick question. You know, I, I don't really believe in market timing. I follow a lot of the work you guys do. Um, but some of my family members believe in using stop losses. And I'm curious what you think of stop losses. I, I know that's kind of a form of market timing, but I can also see some appeal. Uh, anyways, I'd like to hear how that fits in with your strategy. Thanks. Stop loss. Now, there there's a, a, a service that's misnamed. It doesn't really stop your loss, kind of guarantees you're going to suffer a loss. Because remember, if you don't sell, you haven't lost anything yet. And if you're buying a diversified portfolio of stocks, which of course your relatives are not, but if you're buying a diversified portfolio of stocks, can the stock market really go to zero? Because that's what you're saying when you place a stop loss order. You're saying, eh, I don't want to write it to zero. It's down. That's as much pain as I can handle. I'm out of here. I don't know what I'm going to do with my money now because it, I have to sell when the pain is too great. It's just a flawed strategy. It's a dumb idea. And it was designed to appease traders, individual stock traders. Your family is not investing. They're gambling in the stock market. And all they're doing is saying at some point, this is all the loss I can I can take. They, um, they're, they're playing the old gambler song. You know, I'm just folding them, walking away. When in fact, investing is not gambling. This is their problem. They think of investing as gambling. So sometimes you just have to walk away from the table. Well, there's no table. If you're diversified, there is an economy and there is about that I can barely see between my fingers. There's about that big a chance that the entire global economy can fall to no value whatsoever. And I wish people would think for a minute about that. What happens if the global economy goes to no value? That means there is no business being done, no profits being made, no transactions taking place, no commerce, nothing. What does that mean for for us as human beings? Um, death, destruction, pestilence, plague, starvation, eventually, probably, extinction. So, do you really care if you stop a financial loss in a scenario like that? No, this is, this is all a game played by gamblers, and that's exactly what they are. They are not investors, although they'd like to think they are because it makes them feel better about what they're doing. They are, in fact, stock market gamblers. And so stop-loss orders are for gamblers, period. Thanks for the call. You want to call? It's easy. Just dial 855-935-TALK. And if you want to talk with us live, we're going to be in the Como Radio Studios in Seattle. Well, we won't be in the studio, but we'll be broadcasting from there tomorrow. And that means you can call us live from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern or noon to 2 Pacific at that same number. We let you use that number all the time. So you memorize it, 855-935-TALK. Got it? Cool. Now, oh, you can also go to TalkingRealMoney.com and send in questions. Now, for those of you with the really big convoluted questions, you know who you are. You're the guys who type in about 
oh, I don't know, a thousand words when you go to type your question on TalkingRealMoney.com. You got really complex, really specific stuff that requires getting into the numbers. And I've talked about that a few times. You know, you have to really dig into the numbers. If your situation is like that, then you need to actually sit down, you know, send in some statements and talk with somebody. This is why we have for now 12 years made our advisors available to anybody who asks for a while, half hour, maybe an hour, and we'll, le- we'll, we'll let you talk with them and get great advice from a fiduciary advisor for free, no obligation, and we know you fear this, which is why we promise no high-pressure sales pitch. We're not going to try and pry you into the office and make you sign up. We don't do that. We get enough business without doing that. We don't have to. You know, when you treat people honestly and honorably, they they actually beat a path to your door when they need help. But we know a lot of you, like Karen earlier, perfectly comfortable doing it yourself. But if she had a complex portfolio and she wanted us to look over it and see what she was doing right and wrong, we would do that. And we would do that for nothing just to get her on a better path to a better future because we think everybody deserves that. So set up an appointment. Just go to vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com and uh, set up an appointment whenever it's convenient for you. We will help you out. And please keep listening. Tell your friends. Tell your relatives they need to listen instead of gambling. Tell everybody. And if you like what you hear, it really does help build our audience when you leave reviews at Apple Podcasts, which is the review place. Even if you don't have an Apple account, you can get one free. It's easy. And just leave a review and then don't ever use it again if you don't want to but it helps. All right. I think I'm out of here. I think I'm going to go, um, let's see, probably get set up for tomorrow's show and then, uh, work around the house for Labor Day weekend. So I'll be laboring. Thanks for being there. Take care of yourselves. Have a great weekend. I'm Don McDonald, just hanging out, talking real money. Talking real money. That the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?